Hello, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Welcome everyone to tonight's episode of Podcasting for Christ. As promised on my promo, we're going to be looking at disaster relief. Disaster relief. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 14, verse 16. We're going to look at Lot when he was captured, and but he was rescued from the disaster. We're going to look at that tonight. Get your Bibles out. Get your praise on. Lift your hands up and glorify God tonight. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And while you get your Bibles out, I'm going to take us to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, I love you and I thank you, dear God, for your great mercy. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your forgiveness, your kindness. Father, dear Lord, that you've shown towards me, Father, dear God. I pray for all the listeners out there, dear God, that you touch each and every one of them and use me, Father, tonight as your mouthpiece. You be the the speaker, the teacher, the preacher, the evangelist. Let the Holy Spirit be the podcaster, Father, dear God. Use me, Father, in a mighty way to speak truth tonight, Father. Shut my mouth if I ever start to say anything, Father, dear God, that is not truth. It's not of you. And dear God, use me in a mighty way. Uh, Dear God, I want you to touch and change lives tonight. Father, dear God, I want you to encourage uh, the believers. Father, dear God, if there's someone listening, Father, uh, Lord, that, that is lost and dying without you, Father, dear God, I pray that something I would say that would bring them to their knees, Father, dear Lord, and help them, dear God. And I also pray, dear God, for those that that maybe have turned their back on you, just need some restoration tonight, Father, that you would give that relief to them as well, Father, dear God. And I'm going to be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in Christ's name. Amen, amen, glory, hallelujah. Disaster relief, amen. Genesis 14, 16 says, And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people. Amen. Disasters happen every day. It could be a flood that takes away your home and belongings, or a loss of job, or maybe you just dropped a gallon of milk, and milk goes everywhere. What a disaster, right? In any case, we have a disaster. Some are more serious than others. However, to us, when we experience it, it can be overwhelming, can it not? And we all need help at times, every one of us. And I am so glad that we have people, companies, and offices that come to the rescue of others in time of need. Fire departments, police departments, even our ambulance drivers and and the EMTs that that ride, uh, the Red Cross, and many others that, that that can come to our rescue and give us aid when needed. Thank God for these organizations. I thank God for all the people that are willing to give themselves. Uh, uh, I think of a firefighter, you know, that that risk their lives to run into a burning building, you know, and and give uh, relief uh, to someone that's uh, in disaster. Uh, and I'm going to give you some stats here uh, uh, this uh, tonight. Uh, about uh, disasters and things and i'm going to be uh, pulling from a uh, uh, 2020 uh in the united states of america in 2020 we experienced a record breaking record smashing <laughs> right 22 weather or climate disasters that resulted in at least one billion dollars in damages including a record seven link to landfall hurricanes or tropical storms. Now I get, I'm getting this from infoclimate.gov, uh, the NOAA. 
Now in 2020, we had the wildfires in California, Oregon, and Washington, and Western and Central America. We had the heat waves and, and the droughts. Uh, Central and Eastern America, we had severe weather, uh, Southern severe weather in Texas, and in Central, Southern, and Eastern severe weather in South Texas, and, and had South Texas had hailstorms. We had Hurricane Hannah, Hurricane Delta, Hurricane Laura, Hurricane Zeta, Hurricane Sally. We had Tropical Storm Etta, uh, South uh, East and Eastern tornado outbreaks. We had South Central and Eastern uh, severe weather. We had Southeast and Northeast severe weather. Uh, Hurricane Isaiah, uh, Tennessee tornadoes, and Southeast severe weather. Southeast tornadoes and northern storms and flooding. Uh, the Midwest and Ohio Valley uh, severe weather. North Central and Ohio Valley hailstorms and severe weather. Uh, Central severe weather. We had a, a Dureco uh, and had more severe weather in Central United States. Uh, and, the, and, and all, you know, smashing previous records. Now, those were 22 separate disasters totaling over $22 billion. In fact, if you added up the whole uh, total amount, it's estimated at $95 billion in total damages. Wow. $95 billion in total damages. Now, since 1980, we have had 285 weather and climate disasters. And the cumulative, uh, cumulative cost exceeds $1.8 trillion. Wow. And as I'm looking at the chart here, since 1980, disasters are increasing in number and cost each year. The costliest 2020 disasters are Hurricane Laura, $19 billion. The Western Wildfires, $16.5 billion. And the destructive, uh, destructive August Dureco is $11 billion. Uh, now, Dureco is a widespread, long-lived windstorm. Um, we don't hear about those uh, that much, but that, boy, this one, $11 billion, that's a lot of damage, is it not? With their cost from 1980 to 2020, here an annual average cost of $45.7 billion with an average of seven per year. Now from 2011 to 2020, or 2020, the average cost is $89 billion with an average of 13.5 a year. From 2016 to 2020, we have an annual average of cost of $121.3 billion with 16.2 average events per year. Where does it end? Can we keep this pace up? Oh my goodness. Do you think God might be trying to get our attention here in America? We see a trend of high cost disasters increasing greatly. There's just some, this is just some of the climate and weather disasters. This does not include other things like home fires, homelessness, orphans, and people starving along with sickness. COVID-19 doesn't include anything and the great disasters we are in right now because of, hey, 
inflation, gas prices. Oh my goodness, we're in a disaster and no one wanting to work. I've never seen, I mean, I say, you know, I seen something the other day, it just kind of surprised me. I got one uh, passing three or four businesses with now hiring, now hiring, then right there at the end at a red light, a man standing will work for food. Hey buddy, just go to one of the businesses right there. They're hiring, everybody's hiring right now. No one wants to work. We just want to sit at home and draw money off the government, don't we? We have a great disaster right now in America, in America, in, in our government. Oh my goodness, we got to, God forgive me, but you know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm going to give you truth. We got a disaster running the country right now. It seems that we are on autopilot and no one's really running this country. This, my friend, scares me more than others. Other, more than the others, I should say. Uh, the other things I've mentioned, that scares me, you know. This is a great disaster. And if we do not change, if we don't repent and put God first again, I do believe it will only get worse. You think we're in a bad disaster now? Read Revelation, see what's coming. The warning signs are flashing red. Time is now to repent and let God heal our land. If it's not too late already, you've heard me say this many times. I've heard a lot of people talk about this scripture here since COVID's been out. Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And the key is here is turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. Amen. And will heal their land. Oh, I pray it's not too late for us. Amen. I pray it's not too late for America that, that we could all just repent. I believe we all get on our knees and we seek and humble ourselves, seek God's face and, and turn that key there. Let's turn from the wicked ways that God will hear from heaven and will forgive our sin and God can heal this land. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me drink some coffee here. Mm. Wow. And as I look around today, I see that God, He's our only hope for survival. Our only hope to get things back on track. Our only hope to have a future here in America and around the globe. We must put God first again. We have to repent. We need to open back up his word and dive into it and get back down on our knees. It is our only hope. The Bible is full of epic events, disasters, and miracles. And God hears the cries of his children and will come to their aid when they turn back to him. Now, God will often use other people to help. Sometimes, he just simply does the work himself. In our text today, we find Lot in a great disaster. He was captured and taken away. Him and all his goods and all his family, all the people. You know, what a disaster he found himself in. Sometimes our decisions can cause disasters. Lot was given the choice to choose Canaan or Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose Sodom, the plain of Jordan, which was well bordered and pleasing to the eyes. Notice that. We all know how the grass always looks greener on the other side, right? And Lot followed his sight, not his heart or God. 
We also know that this can get you into trouble when we make decisions without God. Oh, let me tell you, I could spend the rest of this podcast telling you about decisions I've made without God and how it affected me greatly, how it affected my life. Mm. You know what? I'm going to read Genesis chapter 13. Let's do 5 through 5 through 13 right quick. This is the the story of where Abram and Lot, where they they separate here. And uh, verse 5 says, And Lot also, which went with Abram, and had his flock and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great. They, you know, they both were blessed by God. How you like that? You know, sometimes you, oh, I, my closet's full. My cupboards are full. You know, boy, I need to buy a barn so I can put more stuff in. Doesn't that, that sound familiar? <laughs> Doesn't it sound like it? But some of us sometimes, and you know, and as how God has blessed us so much, we got to build, uh, we got to have more room, right? He was, you know, and for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. So there, there's going to be a separation here. But verse 7 has the key here. It says, and there was strife. It said, there was a strife between the herdmen and Abram's cattle and the herdmen and Lot's cattle and the Canaanite and the Pezzarite dwelled then in the land. Verse 8 says, And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife. Amen. I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Notice the humility of Abram. He's wanting to do the right thing, and he's wanting to uh, always seeking God and asking God and praying, and you know, and that's the way we should be, and that's the key. Verse 9 says, Not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, and I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. Abram gave Lot the choice, and Lot lifted up his eyes. Notice, does it say that Lot bowed down his head to God and asked God for, for guidance or direction? See, we can lift up our eyes many times and get deceived. Our eyes will deceive us. We think something looks good. We think, oh, this is what I want. Lot, verse 10, Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. It was a fertile land. It was a great land. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east. And they separated themselves, the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Cana. Notice that's where God promised him. And God knew that there were going to come a decision. And God knew exactly where Lot was going to choose. God knows our future. God knows our tomorrows. That's why I don't understand sometimes why we don't trust him like we should. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Notice that, exceedingly. Abram and Lot now separate. 
They go their separate ways because of strife between them. And God, you know, if you read on, you'll see that God's going to renew his covenant here in verse 14, 15, and 16. And with Abram in chapter 14, we'll begin with the battle of the kings. Now, this is, so we have the separation here, and now we have the God's, you know, knows the choices that each lot would make, and that Abram was full of humility, wants you to understand that. Now we've separated, and now all of a sudden, because of the choice that Lot made, God knew there was going to be this battle, and this battle of the kings, and war was made with the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah, and at the vale of Siddim is where the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah joined the battle, but the vale, the vale of, uh, uh, of uh, Siddim was full of slime pits, and the king of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. And they that remained fled to the mountain. Genesis 14, 11, And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their victuals and went their way. And verse 12 goes on and tells us, And they took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed five cities of the plain revolted. The allies traveled a great distance to control this area, and it could be that they wanted to control the copper mines south and southwest of the Dead Sea. In this battle for land and goods, Lot and everything he had was taken. Lot found himself in a great disaster. Hey, let's take a quick break right here. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back. Um, you know what? Earlier, I know what we talked about here, this great disaster that Lot has now found himself in. And I know earlier, I gave you many examples of disasters previously here. And believe me, being taken captive is a great disaster for Lot. I mean, I, I, and it would be a great disaster for any of us. Having everything you love and own being taken away from you and being held captive just for living in the wrong area at the wrong time. Now, you know, what a disaster. And I know many people through this COVID-19 and they've lost businesses. They've worked their whole lives to save up and only to find the shutdowns to put them out of business again. You know, and what a great disaster for these people. And I pray for each and every one of you. Uh, what a great disaster it has to, it, it has been for us to go through this whole ordeal here and, and see that many loved, lost loved ones have died because of what's going on and everything. Now, you know, I'm not sure where your faith is right now, but we need to have all our faith and trust and hope and, and knowing that we are children of God and that God's going to take care of us. We can't be, we can't, as children of God, let me just tell you this, it's a little extra free, right? The truth matters. We cannot live in fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. You know, and I'm not sure 
where Lot's faith was at this time. However, I do believe at this point he is probably calling out to God for help. Don't we all do that? We put God on a shelf at times, but then, boy, we find ourselves in a pickle. We find ourselves in a situation we don't like. We find ourselves in complete disaster, that uh, disastrous circumstances, sometimes that we've even created ourselves, but we always call back out to God. God, please help us. The children of Israel are great examples of this. Time and time again, they they turn their backs on God, but God would, and they would find themselves in a pickle. That's why God brought the judges and, and things and to, to deliver them. And, and that's what they had happen. And God, you know, heard their cries over and over and over again and, re, and, and gave them the disaster relief they needed. I do believe at this point that Abram, or excuse me, that Lot is calling out for help. As I said earlier, sometimes the choices we make could lead to disaster. And just because it looks good does not mean it is good for you or that something is not on the up and up, so to speak. Now, we've all made the mistake in buying something used only to find out later we got a bad deal. Hidden damage, some something not disclosed to us at the time of purchase. This is why I stated that we should always pray before making any decisions. Amen. Found that out the hard way. And I'm still learning this lesson sometimes. It is always best to let God in on our decision-making ventures. Hey, what did I say earlier? God knows the future. God knows if it's broken. God knows if it's patched up. God knows if it's no good. Will not. God knows if it will not last or just not right for us at the time. Maybe sometimes, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I go out and I buy something and then only to find it later on a, a down the road on sale half price or something at a yard sale I could have got for hundreds and hundreds of dollars cheaper. Oh, it's good. It's important to let God in on all the decision-making process. Let me tell you, you will never, never go wrong in letting God lead and you do the following. Lot made his choice by what looked to be a great place to live. Fertile land, flowing water with plenty of space. Hey, I can just get away from the stripe here with Abram and his tribes, his herds and, and servants. Hmm. May have been better off if they just put up with the strife and stayed together. Amen. Genesis 13, 4, Abram called on God. Having a continuous relationship with God has its benefits. When we walk with God and obey his word and commands, he will always guide us to where we need to be. Amen. We just need to trust him. My favorite scriptures here is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And what? And he shall direct thy paths. God forgive me for daily not letting you direct my path sometimes like you should. God help us to put you back first and let you start directing our paths. Let's start acknowledging you and let's trust in you. There's no reason why we can't trust this loving God. Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. 
and he was given first choice of all the land, and he now lives there. Sodom was known for its wickedness, its moral wickedness, and we know later on that God will destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. So it is clear that we need God's help in making all decisions. Would you not agree? Let's also remember that just because it looks good does not always mean it is so. I do believe that everything happens for a reason and God has a purpose for it. The problem all started when both parties are so blessed that strife came because of not enough room for Abram's family's servants and livestock and Lot's family's servants and livestock. Not enough room for them all to dwell together. Maybe Lot should have humbled himself and let Abram choose first. However, that would not matter because Abram would have chosen God's way. Because Abram had a relationship with God. Abram was walking with God. Abram was following God. And let me tell you, when you let God do the leading, you're not going to make the wrong choice. We make the wrong choices when we make choices without God. Maybe Lot should have learned to get along with Abram's crew and work together better. Maybe. And I guess we are all guilty of making poor choices at times. And the good news is, amen, there's always good news with me, right? God is with us to help us out of bad situations and give us the disaster relief that we need. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Thank you, God, for being forgiving. Thank you, God, for second, third, fourth, fifth, and unlimited chances. Thank you, God, for your great mercy. Many times in my life, I've made disastrous choices, but God has always helped me through them. You know what? I've never heard God telling me, I told you so, or making me feel, God's never made me feel like a failure. Hey, let me tell you, this kind of trash talk only comes from Satan. God is on our side. He is for us. He wants what's best for us and will never put us down or make us feel unworthy, unacceptable, and fill us with fear. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, and I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Joshua 1, 9, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. When disaster strikes, do not, do you call on God? Do you call on God when you find yourself in a disaster, one that you've created, or one that just happens to come upon you, one that God has allowed. Hey, I am so glad 
that God gives us his children I'm so glad that God gives us or, you know that God really uses his children to help others that are you know in dire need you know this is why it's so important for us to be listening to God's instructions we just may be the help someone has been praying for you never know we all want relief from the storm when we're in it, right? We all want the disaster to be over with, right? You know, and I serve a God that can calm any storm. Amen. He can give relief from any disaster. Amen. And place us back on solid ground. Glory. Hallelujah. Our God is the in the business. Our God is in the business of turning lives around, making something out of nothing, taking what's wrong and making it right, healing the brokenhearted, providing for those in need, and giving salvation to all who will put their faith in Christ. His Christ's atoning death at Calvary. Amen. So we, so we have Lot's decision now. We have his capture. And like I said before, he, he should be crying out to God for help. Hey, help is on the way. Genesis 14, 13, and 14, And there came one that had escaped, and told Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the, the Amorite, the brother of Eskol, the brother of Abner, or Aner, and these were confederate with Abraham. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants, notice that, wow, trained servants, born in his own house, 318 and pursued them into Dan. Hey, I'm glad that God is never caught off guard and he is always he always has a plan and people that will follow it. People that are prepared servants armed and dangerous. Hey man, C.S. Lewis said this, God who foresaw your tribulation had specially armed you to go through it, not without pain, but without stain. We're going to go through pain. Amen. It's going to happen. God can see us through it. We are going to have trials, tribulations, persecutions, and moments of disaster. That's going to come. That's going to happen. The good news is, I'm going to give you more good news, is that we are not alone. And God has given us everything we need to be triumphant, victorious, and strong no matter what comes our way. And it is not, and is it not great when God uses others to help? Amen. God has a mighty host of angels to do his work. And God has his children upon this earth who are also mighty when armed with the power of God on their side. We all know that God can just speak and it will be done, right? And his best work is done when undermatched and underestimated. Remember Gideon? 300 men against 135,000? What are the chances of there being success in that? Only with God on your side. God reduced Gideon's army to emphasize who was really bringing the victory. Amen. There's no choice there. 
no looking around there, no, no saying, hey, you know, I wonder who brought this victory. Excuse me, 300 against 135,000, that would have to be God. Abram will help, Abram will now help his family, him and his band of his entourage of 318 men that are trained and ready for action. <laughs> Is that not what we need to be? Always prepared, trained, and ready for action, ready to do battle each and every day. That's why God tells us to put on the whole armor of God and be ready every time we walk out that door to do battle. Abram is just going to be used by God, just like Gideon. God is going to get the victory, not Abram. And we should always give God credit, praise, honor, obedience, worship, devotion, our love, and full attention and thanksgiving for all that he does. Genesis 14, 15, and he divided himself against them and his servants by night and smote them and pursued them into Habba, which is on the left side hand of Damascus. Abram wasted no time in getting involved just like we need to be. We should always be ready to do God's work when he needs us to do it. It is always good to have a plan. However, the best plan, the best plan is to involve God in our ventures and let him do the planning. Verse 16 goes on and says, And he brought back all the goods, and also brought back again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people. Lot received disaster relief. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Everything he had was restored, and he was brought back to normalcy. And is this not what we love is being back to normalcy after our whole world has been shaken? Is it nice to be back at home with the ones you love, doing your daily routines? And yes, just simple things like sleeping in your own bed can be a real blessing, right? Yeah, I like this. Tom Selleck said, uh, he was quoted once as saying, I live a pretty simple life. I, am, I tell you what. That's good. Someone else said life is simple. It's just people who make it complicated. <laughs> Amen. Hey, let me ask you a question. Where are you at today? Are you living a simple life? Are you caught up in a disastrous situation with what seems to be no relief? Can I introduce you to the Waymaker? The one and sometimes the only one who can bring relief to your disaster. No matter what you are facing, no matter how bad things are, God is ready, willing, and able to help His children face and go through any situation. God wants to be your helper and God wants to be your Savior. Which leads me to tonight's bottom line. Fire, floods, storms, tornadoes, sickness, disabilities, financial ruin, and even being taken captive and losing everything you own is not as great of a disaster as than you dying without Christ. Homes can be replaced, built back, things can heal, and be restored however nothing can pull you out of hell once you are there 
nothing. There is no disaster relief in hell. Let me tell you that today. There's not going to be a second chance once you're there. You're not going to get a disaster relief. There's no one to call. You can't call the fire department when you're in hell. You can't call a friend to come help you out. The sad news is once you're in hell, you can't even call on a loving, caring God who did not put you there. Oh, my friend, that's the biggest disaster there is, is to die without Christ. And believe me, my friend, this is a disaster you will not want to face with no hope of relief. I beg you tonight to please call on Jesus before it becomes a disaster. Because God is, God is our disaster relief. Dear God, I love you and I thank you. Dear God, I want to make a difference. I do. I want to be an impact on people's lives. Father, dear God, help me to live a life that, that I lived in front of people, that they know that, that I have someone leading, guiding, and directing me, that I'm connected, Father. Help others to see you in me. Help me to live an exemplary life, Father, dear God, for others to see. Help me, Father, dear God, to speak words of wisdom to others. Open up eyes, open up ears, open up hearts to receive truth. And save that lost sinner that may be listening tonight. Help others that are listening, Father, dear God, if they know someone that's lost, that they would introduce them to this podcast, dear God. Help them to share this podcast. Help me to get this podcast around the globe, Father, dear God. Not to uplift me, Father, but to glorify and uplift you. I just want to be a servant. I just want to be used by you, dear God. I pray for that lost person. I pray for salvation. I pray for restoration for the ones that turn their back on you. I pray for encouragement for the ones that are on the front lines doing battle, dear God. And help us to get the disaster relief that we need here in America right now, Father, dear God. Help us to get the disastrous things that are going on in the White House, Father, dear God, in our government. Help people to be filled with humility and love again, Father, dear God, for their fellow brothers and sisters and fellow mankind. Dear God, I I just want to give you all praise, honor, and glory tonight, Father, dear God, for all that you do. Thank you for being with me. And I love you. Thank you for putting up with me and my sin and my backsliding ways at times. Dear God, because we all fail you. We all fall short, Father, dear God, but help us all to stand strong, unite, and, and work together for a common goal. Help our churches, help our pastors, our evangelists, and all the people out there in the ministry, Father. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. In Christ's name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Podcasting for Christ. This is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. See you next time. God bless.